trying to make a podcast when you're sick is not the best idea, but I was trying to put out a podcast by today, and it didn't really work out that well. So I'm, like, my voice is dying constantly. Uh, I'm going to try to just do it throughout the day, um, do little bits and pieces of it. So this section is kind of an introduction uh, about what I'm going to be talking about throughout this podcast, and then I'll probably stop, drink a bunch of water, do a couple things around the house, and then I'll probably do a different part later. Uh, I'm going to separate this out into sections of the different topics that I want to talk about today. Um, First one being the Fantasy Movie League app. Um, The second one being uh, movies like A Quiet Place. The third thing being the show Lost in Space, though I might not talk about that as much just because I've only seen like two episodes. But like basically the reason why I want to bring that up is because I want to talk about remakes and how many remakes are actually out there. And if comic book movies kind of count as remakes or if they don't. Uh, so that's just kind of a lead into it. Um, I, I personally think that Lost in Space is just as different enough. So that's what I'm going to be talking about, trying to, trying to figure out if movies are just as different, like can be different enough that it's not just a straight remake or if they're just carbon copies. Uh, that's that section. Um, and then finally, we're going to wrap it around with probably the topic that I'm going to be talking about a lot and probably the biggest topic, and that is Avengers Infinity War. Uh, that's how I'm going to end everything because I'm going to go see it at 7.30. So I'm going to be leading up to it by talking about different things, um, talking about everything leading up to Avengers, talking about my different theories, my different predictions, uh, talk about some things that I've heard, uh, and it's kind of, it's a big deal. Like, this is like, really like, we heard that Avengers was out and this is such a big deal that like, we knew Thanos was coming and he hasn't been, he hasn't come since 10 years ago. Like he was at the end of the first Avengers and then we got Age of Ultron. And so it's just like this, like keeping us waiting. So I'll be talking about that. So Yeah, so this is just the introduction. So, yay! Stay tuned. All right. (laughs) I kind of didn't really want to talk about this because I had my set topics. But, I mean, this is something that I've been kind of uh, looking into a lot lately. And, you know, it's kind of the reason why I wanted to start a podcast is things like this. Things that that I sit here talking to myself about. I'm basically just tired of talking to myself about it, and I wanted to kind of get my thoughts out there a lot easier than just typing them up or doing a YouTube video, which means you have to, like, fix your hair and shit. <coughs> um, so, this flat earther thing, there's just, a, I mean, there's, okay, there's a lot that I don't get about it, but the main thing that I don't get is, like, there being no gravity. Um... Because even if the earth is flat, right? Think about it. Even if the earth is flat, you're standing on it, right? You perceive down to be down just because that's what you perceive. Like, that's what you see in front of you. But the fact that down is down 
is being the only reason why we fall off like high spots, the reason why we do feel that we are being pulled towards the earth. Um, the reason why, like, if you drop an apple, it's going to fall onto the floor. Um, it definitely, just to say that the reason that is, is because down is down. That's not an explanation. That is a, that, like, there's nothing to say that we wouldn't be flying off this planet, you know? Um, and a lot of people have rejected the dome theory. Even some of the flat earthers haven't. Probably, like, the only flat earther thing that makes an iota of sense to me is the one where it's, like, instead of there being space, there's just an endless icy plane, and there's more puddles like the one we're living in. That makes more sense to me than a dome floating in space. A dome on a flat earth floating in space, because that wouldn't really work. And gravity has shown why that won't really work. But, um... Looking at it, just what makes down down? It's literally our perception. And what causes it, like, what causes down to be down? And what causes, like, if I drop something, what causes it to not float? Like, there's, if you don't have an explanation for that, this is why you can't really argue against science. Because you're not trying to explain anything. You're not actually trying to learn anything. In fact, you're condemning people that are learning. People that are trying to discover things. You're condemning them by saying, oh, this is what we think. And your shit's bullshit. It's like, okay, so then how does this work and how does this work? And why, why are we, why, when I drop something, does it fall down? Like, there's nothing that says, I mean, there's nothing that says that it would. Except physics and gravity. Like, it's just... It's so weird, because it's just like... Literally, the only reason why down is down is because of our perception of it. That's down. Stuff falls down. But in this world that you've created where the Earth is flat... That, like, just because... I I don't understand... Like, I'm just like... You're basically condemning people trying to learn and trying to discover, so therefore, you can't explain anything. And it's just like, this idea that most people have, where they're looking into it and saying, oh, it's just what the Bible says. Now, here's here's my big problem with it. The Bible is an allegorical piece of text. Anything that it says about the earth being still, having a firmament, and the firmament is like mainly just basically being under God, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's not something, it's not a dome. It's not even described as a dome in the Bible. And it's just this, this idea that you just take everything from the Bible means that you have to stop. You take, if you just take things from the Bible and you shoot down science and you shoot down people's discoveries, what people have learned, then you can only go by what you hear in the Bible. Literally. Because you are, you have condemned people for hundreds and hundreds of years of scientific discovery and then you're saying oh well now i can discover shit now i can explain how this works this works and this works it's like you literally you are doing something that's exactly the same they say oh well we can't really observe it with our naked eye we can't really observe that there's planets with our naked eye we have to go through microscopes we have to go through all this different stuff 
We have to go into space to see that we're actually in space. And looking at that, that means that, like, you're basing everything that you say on stuff that you don't do. Like, everybody's like, oh, well, there's an R... Infinite Antarctic and walls. Like, no, somebody would do that. Somebody'd go there, and then that this is where, this is where they get crazy. They talk about the elite, and the elite don't want you to go there. And it's just like, okay, I remember when I first got on the internet too. The Illuminati's not really a thing. I mean, yeah, there is a group of people that are in control of countries, but you know. I don't really, like, it seems kind of impossible to me with how volatile our entire world is and how at each other's throats our entire world is that they would be able to listen to, that everybody would be able to listen to one group of people. And especially this long and have us nobody find out about it. Like, we'd already know for sure that there's like a secret organization that's controlling everything. It's weird that I have to explain this. It's weird that I have to explain that conspiracy theories are just conspiracy theories. Now, this is where, this is where they're like, oh, well, the flat earther thing, that's not a conspiracy theory. But you are, like, you immediately jump from talking about the flat earther thing and trying to have a logical conversation about it to jumping to the elite. And that's the reason why you don't know. Like, I mean, I've heard, a pretty actual logical argument on flat earth. It's the only logical argument I've ever heard about it. It kind of, sort of kind of made sense. And I, I, I at least could hear what they were saying. Because I've been trying to barrel into this and figure out what they're saying. And it's the, uh, this guy who was on the Talk is Jericho podcast. He was talking about it. He was, anytime Chris Jericho had a question about it, he would explain how that question works. And it was just, it was like, okay, I can kind of get into this a little bit. I still don't believe it, but I can kind of get into this a little bit and kind of actually pick his brain a little bit. And then he immediately gets into this elite and these four families and the Illuminati. He doesn't say Illuminati because he knows as soon as he says Illuminati, everybody's like, okay. (laughs) Illuminati's been such a meme now, it's just... Okay, and you know, you may say that the reason why it's a meme is because of the fact that they want it to be a meme. But it's just, it's ridiculous when you sit here and say that, (coughs) sorry, when you sit here and say that flat earther, being a flat earther is not a conspiracy theory, it's something that we actually believe in, it's something that we're actually looking into, and then you immediately jump to the Illuminati. It fucks with your entire argument because it doesn't really make sense. But on to my original point, because I spaced out and draw off, and like that's usually that's probably going to be the pattern here that you're going to end up realizing is that I'm going to draw off a lot on my original point. My original point is like, what's down? Why is down down? Why is up up? Why is left left? And why is right right? Because. Here's the, th- here's the main thing is like the fact that left and right are kind of interchangeable because I look that way, look north and left is, uh, look north and left is west and right is east. Look south and left is east and right is west. 
look west, right is north, left is south. Now, that, that's, that, that's me coming back to this argument that it's all about what's perceived. Like, where, where I'm standing on the planet, that's what's perceived. What perceived is down there is down there. Now, that's the whole thing with the... Um, with the uh, people, like, there's a video I saw where people, he was talking about if people are on the bottom of the globe, they're standing upside down. And it's like, that's not how it works. Because how we perceive the earth is that down is towards the center of the earth and up is away from the earth. That's something that they don't get. That, like, how you perceive things are, like, not how it actually is. And they think that on the... I don't know, it's just that they feel like on the Earth ball, that south is down for some reason. And it's not. It's down, like, if you are away from the Earth and you look at it, and you see the way it is, south would be down. Like, you looking at a globe. South is down. But you're standing on the globe. So south is towards the Earth. That's that's down. Or no, south is um not down. <laughs> I'm sorry. South is not down. Uh, down is to, towards the earth. And it's just, I don't know, I just, I still can't get behind it. Every guy that comes out with any logic towards this, they always ruin it. <laughs> they always fucking ruin it. They're always just like, oh, they're trying to lie to you and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, we live in like a country that's been considered a Christian nation by a lot of people. Um, and there's a lot of people in our, in our founding fathers that were Christian, and a lot of people that weren't, but there were a lot of people that were Christian, uh, who happened, some of the ones that were Christian happened to reject the supernaturalness of it, like Jesus walking on water and stuff like that. Um, but why would that government that talks about freedom of religion be trying so hard to, like, shoot down religion? It's, it's like, Who's lying about this? What are you lying about? What, why would they lie about it? If there's an infinite wall of ice, why would they lie about it? It's so confusing. Because it's like, what, what do they gain from lying about this? What, what, is, what is the elite gaining from lying about where we are in the universe? What, what are they gaining from that? And, you know, you, you could say that they're saying that if the Earth is flat, it proves intelligent design. If the Earth is a ball, it proves that it's science. And it's just like, dude, I believe that the Earth is a ball, and I'm an agnostic Christian. <laughs> like, this is like, this isn't hard to understand, like, to think about a Big Bang happening... I mean, I, I, I have my own beliefs. I'm not going to go on and preach Christianity to you because that's, that's what it feels like to me. We're turning this into a Christianity thing. And I don't know. This, this whole freaking topic gets me so damn jumbled. And I'm wondering why I didn't want to start with this anyway. So that's going to be this section. I'm going to talk about Fantasy Movie League when I come back. Thank you. All right, so let's get on a topic that's not not the like same 
uh, it's not the, as dramatic. Got a little jumbled and angry there, so I had to like take a breathe, breather, and so yeah, I'm back now. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about the fantasy movie league. Now, this is something that <clears throat> uh, Addie, my fiance, and I both kind of like. She's not really into it as much, but. It stems back to something that you, me and Addie share, and that's a love for movies. And I thought that maybe I just liked nerdy stuff like Star Wars and Marvel movies, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, stuff like that. But really, like, when it boils down to it, I'm not just a fan of those things. I'm a fan of movies in general. Um, and I found this out of, of, like, two to three years ago that, no, you just like movies. Like, that's... That's really what you're liking. I mean, because I'm, I'm not even the biggest comic book fan. Like, I haven't read too many comic books, mainly because I don't know where to start. I have a few comics, but, like, I don't know where to get started on that. I would love to get started on that. But it really, like, I am a big movie buff. And I love TV shows. I love movies. I just love the the picture, in, the motion picture industry. I don't know. But um, as a kid growing up and into my teenhood and now into my adulthood, I've noticed that there's a lot of stuff like uh, fantasy football leagues, uh, fantasy uh, <laughs> fantasy baseball leagues, fantasy basketball leagues. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that, like, I don't get. I don't get it. I mean, I guess I can understand baseball a little bit, but I just I don't see the point in having a fantasy league, right? And I, and I get why they do it, but it's just not something that fits me. So... This is something that does fit me, and it's the Fantasy Movie League. It's focusing in on this box office th- thing. And, I, and I've been really into the box office since before even Black Panther came out, but I was hardcore just watching the box office. I think when I, when I first got into like box office numbers and how a movie's doing throughout the week, uh, how a movie's doing throughout the month, and so forth... Uh, I think what really got me into it was Wonder Woman. Because, I mean, that got me onto sites like Box Office Mojo. Because I was trying to compare Wonder Woman to the original Spider-Man. And it, did, it, beat, it beat the original Spider-Man domestically. And it's the first single, like, first single superhero movie, like, debut for a superhero that's done that. And, you know, you can argue that Wonder Woman... Isn't that's not really her debut because she was in in uh, <clears throat> Batman versus Superman, but I I it's her debut movie by herself, so it did way better. <clears throat> it did like a couple million better, and so I thought that was crazy. And then of course coming up now to where Black Panther has been out for a while, and it beat it beat uh, Wonder Woman by a lot. It's crazy how quickly, like, how quickly, like, a record that was just broken gets broken again the next year. And it's it's crazy to think about that. But it started me on this, like, box office craze. Like, I've been looking at box office numbers a lot. And this app is a good way to do that because they show you how movies do every week. And they combine it and then you... You get to choose, like, eight movies, and you, like, basically set up your own movie, uh, 
complex. You get to set up your own movie theater, the lineup of movies that you do. I wish it would kind of have you set up showtimes just for, like, the fantasy aspect of it. But, like, I mean, that's not really what the site's for. But, um, looking at it, like, it's such an, it's an interesting idea. There's a couple things that need to be fixed. The fact that, this is a perfect example, I got a perfect lineup of movies at my movie theater. Because they give you, like, $1,000, it's fake money, it's not real. But they give you $1,000 and you get to pick all these different movies. And based on how the movie's projected to do, it'll be higher or lower. So you have to buy, like, eight of them and you might end up, like, really, you actually are kind of budgeting what movies you're going to get. Um, so I, I mean, I love that idea. And like, I love trying to budget out a movie theater lineup that I like, but when I have pretty much one of almost everything, like I have a super troopers two, which just came out. Uh, I had like quiet place, black Panther, all the big ones. I feel pretty, which just came out. I had a decent lineup for a movie theater. And I got completely shit on by th- the perfect lineup, which was also the popular lineup this week, which is weird because usually it's not. But the perfect Cineplex lineup is like A Quiet Place and seven Super Troopers 2. And I'm sitting here wondering, like, why the fuck is Super Troopers 2 not expensive? <laughs> Why is it able to where you can just boom, 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 opening week? And, you know, that's not really my main argument here is talking about this. I'm talking about how the fact is that somebody can do one movie, one movie that's different and then like seven that are the same and get a really high score. And it doesn't really make sense. Now, looking at if you I wish there was kind of more of a realistic look on this, because if I opened up a movie theater, and I had eight theaters showing the same movie, there's going to be a lot of empty seats, because people are going to be spread out. Now, if it's in a big city, we might have even, we might have more people going to see movies all the time, but I mean, it's still like, if it's one movie, one, they're going to go to another movie theater, because they might not want to see that movie, but let's say they all went and saw it, and they all picked different show times. Pretty much, you're, you're still spreading it out over, like, eight different theaters, as opposed to what the mo- Fantasy Movie Club does, and it, like, has it to where each, uh, each one gets the same amount of box office numbers as the next. And it's just like, no. No, don't do that. I feel like it should be more averaged out. Like, if you get, if you have... Like, I think the most you should have is two of something. Now, opening weekend for, like, a Marvel movie, there's three different uh, ones you can buy. Like, I I just did the this week's, like, last night, and uh, they had three different Avengers. They had Friday, Monday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, basically just the open weekend. Uh, And... Like, I mean, it accounts for what they do throughout the week, too, but, like, it's that opening weekend, because they're only going to be open that opening weekend, and basically each one of those three that week is going to make a lot of money. So, looking into this, 
I was wondering why there wasn't a Thursday one, because I'm literally going to see the movie tonight. And it's, like, before that. Because Cinetopia pays for that shit. Um, but... It's just, like, weird, because, like, I... It, in a fantasy football league... Or, no, let's go with fantasy baseball, because I know things. Okay, two years ago, the Royals won the World Series, right? So... You'd want that team to be part of your fantasy league because they're doing well. Um, but the guy that has, like, one Eric Hosmer and, like, ten Lorenzo Canes, he's not doing well. <laughs> and honestly, I think that there's rules in that that you can't just buy, you can't just have the same guy over and over again in your team. I don't even think you can have duplicates. So that's where it kind of drops that. But I guess it is different when, with movies because you can actually have two showings of the same movie. In fact, most, most movies come in two different showings. But if they're going to do that, those movies that come in two different showings is usually standard or 3D. Or like with Cinetopia, which is the movie that I'm going through tonight, they have like three different movie theaters that are different experiences in each one. But looking at it, I mean, that's not really something that's a big thing. He, I mean, it might be in like a couple of years, but looking at it and really thinking about it, there's only two, re- there's only like two reasons to have two showings of a movie. And that's because you have a standard showing and a 3d showing, but it doesn't go into saying that. And I really do think that they should actually, like, you should think about the movie you should be able to think about the movie and then have one of these two showings. Like, if you can't afford both showings, like a standard or a 3D, then you should be able to think about the movie and then think, oh, is this movie going to do better in 3D or is it going to do better in 2D? And so, I mean, that, that'd be a nice experience to have. Um, I feel like this app is starting out strong and they need to really focus on these, like, almost RPG elements to it. Uh, they, uh, an idea to have the standard 3D versus, or standard versus real 3D would be a cool thing to have, because then you're also, like, looking into box office, but I think they, I don't know if they, how they're, there's probably some sites that do, like, separation of, like, this is how 3D did on this movie kind of thing. <coughs> I'm sure there's a way to calculate that, uh, but this is a, this is just some ideas that I had. Um, some complaints about the site, the app that I had, and I love this site to death. I love coming up with a lineup. Uh, when Black Panther came out, it was kind of a cheat week. This is going to be a cheat week too, but when Black Panther came out, it was a cheat week because it was the most, the, like the highest record, the record highest, uh, highest um, comic book movie of all time, beating Avengers. It has a billion worldwide. So looking at that. They beat Avengers. I mean, of course, this new Avengers probably might actually beat that because it has Black Panther in it. So, I mean, he ha- they have that driving force of people get to see a Black Panther movie again this soon after Black Panther's already came out. So, really looking at it, you got just, like, cheat week after cheat week. I mean, I, I had really close to a perfect Cineplex without having any doubles. I would, I would buy the two Black Panthers uh, for opening weekend of Black Panther, right? And then I would have a couple different other movies. But those two Black Panthers 
would be the kind of the driving force of what got me into like the up, like almost, I think I got into the upper 500s in the ranks as opposed to being down in the 13 or the 10,000s. Uh, but yeah, I feel like this app could do a lot more. I feel like they could do a lot more with it. It's it's a good idea. They need to have a strong, strong update. And I feel like people will people will flock to it after that. So yeah, that's all the things I had to say about that. I love the app. There's just some flaws to it. Uh, I, I, I couldn't believe it because like, the app wasn't that old when I first got it. But yet... People have already found a way to broke it, break the uh, rankings by having multiple things and like the algorithms and shit like that. I don't know. But anyway, that's all I have to say about that. So, booyah. Swish. Okay, so I'm actually in the parking garage by uh, Cinetopia. I'm um, getting ready to go see Avengers. So I thought I'd just kind of spend this time to wrap up the last couple topics that I was talking about in the intro. Uh, one of them being A Quiet Place and one of them being Lost in Space. Uh, I'm going to wrap up Quiet Place pretty quickly just because, I, I mean, I, I feel like I want to do uh, a full thing on A Quiet Place, like A Quiet Place and some other horror movies that I like uh, and just talk about all that. So A Quiet Place was really good. It was very well done. Um, you got John Krasinski writing, directing, and starring in it, and it really, like, shows how well he's done um, with that, and he's kind of doing the whole Jordan Peele thing. But uh, let's talk about uh, Lost in Space. Uh, I've only seen two episodes, and I kind of wanted to make it to where I've only seen two episodes to kind of get a gist of where it's going. Uh, and introductions are always pretty important. Uh, from... I didn't really watch the original Lost in Space, but I watched the 1990s Lost in Space movie, and it's plenty different enough from that to where I feel like it's a um, it's a nice change of pace. Like they've changed a lot of characters. Uh, the dad's not really into science as much as he was in the original. Uh, he's definitely a uh, more of a um, soldier in this and not really into science as much and it's definitely not his idea that they're all going to space uh which is different from the uh 1999 version or 90 the 99 the 90s version sorry um so yeah i mean like in this remake culture you have to have like something different about what you're doing um i know the Halloween movies and the Friday the 13th movies are the remakes that they do of those. Like, they're actually some of them are kind of more sequels, but they definitely seem the same. There's not really too much that they're actually changing. Um, like, I feel like when you make a remake, it's gotta be different. You gotta have a shocking thing to it. You gotta have, like, something that people aren't really gonna guess. Otherwise, they're watching the same thing, just with different actors and better effects. And that's just not, that's not as cool. Um, uh, there's a lot of revivals out right now, like the Roseanne revival. Uh, and, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's, for sitcoms, like, you do have to continue the story, but, like, you can maintain sort of the same. But something like a sci-fi show, you gotta change a lot of the aspects of the story. And Lost in Space seems to do that. Um, they definitely widen their scale. Uh, I'm gonna see... Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Uh, I had a lot of 
thoughts on that, like how re- it definitely affects remakes if you make it that different. But uh, I'm going to see if um, Addie wants to be a part of the last part of this. Uh, she's not much a big of a, of a nerd as I am, but I know she'll probably have something to say about um, the movie. So I'm going to try to get her on here before we go see it and do a like kind of predictions video like podcast part and it'd be nice to have my first guest so yeah woo <laughs> so i just saw avengers last night um this is going to be like kind of the wrapping up of this podcast and kind of kind of just ending it cuz i didn't really have a good ending uh i was originally going to talk about it with Addie, but she's been having a bad day yesterday so we went and saw the movie and really i don't want to say anything you know that's like like, that's how crazy this is and i'm not saying i don't want to say anything like literally like i there's nothing i could say about this movie because you just have to see it anything i say at all just seems like a spoiler to me like, saying that it's good, saying that it's bad, anything. Anything. Honestly seems like a spoiler to me. Because this movie just... Just, I don't know. It's just something you have to see. You have to experience it yourself. There's no nothing I could say in a review without spoiling something that would do it any justice. I can say that it was an Avengers movie. It had Marvel characters. That's not a spoiler, I guess. But, like, there's just... I don't know. It's just... It, this is, like, the first time in a long time that I don't even, like, want to say anything about the movie. Because it's just, like... Don't... Don't say anything about it. Just let people see it. Let people see it. They have to experience it. It's almost like this isn't even a movie at this point. As much as this is, like, a, an event. It definitely has the runtime. <laughs> It has a lot of runtime, but yeah, it was, there's, I mean, if you, I don't, there's just, there's a lot, and I don't want to spoil anything, there's just so much surrounding this movie, and so much to do in this movie, and it's very well focused, very well put together movie, well-rounded story, which I am always for, like, I am 100% always for that, if you're just gonna, like, make something like American Horror Story where it's very, like, it's very, like, uh, twist and turns and, like, crazy stuff happening and stuff like that. This, that, that's not really what you're gonna get with this. And it's, it's crazy with this many superheroes how well-rounded the story is and how, like, put together it is and how, where they focus a lot of their time on. And again, I don't want to say much. That's pretty much all I'll say, is that it was just a well-rounded story. And very much, like, you don't expect well-rounded when it's talking about a movie with this many superheroes in it. But the Russo brothers figured it out. They figured out the formula to a very well-rounded story that's going to keep Marvel going. And it's just, it's crazy. It's just crazy. This movie, like, honestly, we'll see how... The fourth one goes, but so far, this might be the best Avengers. And that's all I'll say. That's it. Like, I, I don't know what to do. 
I don't know what to say without spoiling anything. It's it's just, I don't know. Because I want to say so much, and I might do an entire podcast on, like, spoilers and stuff, and what I thought about the movie, and the outcome of the ending, and the outcome of the whole movie, like, basically what it means, what all these mean. (sighs) I don't want to say anything. So, that's it. That's That's my entire like review that's my spoiler free review of avengers is that i don't want to say anything like describing anything describing any character is a spoiler you have to go experience it like i want to if i want to describe all the new characters that are introduced in this movie that's kind of a spoiler because you kind of have to experience them you kind of have to experience all these children of thanos i can't describe them for you it, they're just awesome. That like I can't. I don't want to describe. I can't describe my best p- favorite parts. So I'm literally gonna set aside the time, probably sometime next week, and literally make a full hour talking about the spoilers. But it's gonna have to be next week because I'm doing this one this this podcast this week, and not everybody's seen it yet. I'm gonna do it next week, and it'll probably be released. Same time this one's released, just so it gives everybody enough time, because like once you get a week after a movie's been out, there's no sympathy for spoilers anymore, because it's just like go just go see the fucking movie. <laughs> I mean this one like you have no excuse not to, because like Justice League wrecked, bombed, bad, and DC. Literally, like, they're, they've got to be realizing after this that there's nothing that they can do to beat a 10-year-old movie franchise. Like, they're 10 years old. Like, this is, like, a dynasty at this point. Like, there's nothing that DC can do to wreck anything that Marvel does. Because Marvel has just been working on it so much that there's so much depth to this movie. And... I don't know, you you care a lot about these characters because they've all had their own movie. Like, you care a lot about these characters because they've all had their own, like, singles movie or with Guardians of the Galaxy, their group movie. Uh, They've all had a lot of time put into every single character. And, like, some of these, like, I don't think... there, There has, yeah, like, none of these guys have only had one movie to show off. Almost, I think everybody in the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had at least two movies to kind of show off their character, show off what they can do, and stuff like that. So it's just like, you've had a long time with every single character. Even the newest, even the newest characters, like Phase 3, like you have, you've had a long, you've had a lot of material to look through for these different characters. So it's just, it's... It's crazy. I'm just I'm going to leave it here cuz the more I talk, the more I'm going to want to spoil things and you, that's it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. So, yeah. Bye. <laughs>